0: Welcome to our special weekly episode, SME SOS. Each week I'll be sharing this additional podcast taken from my weekly live interviews on Instagram with industry leaders and founders, all of whom share their insights and advice for businesses navigating this unprecedented time of uncertainty but also opportunity. My usual podcast, Conversations of Inspiration, is still coming out every Monday where I share founder stories or those who simply inspire me. I'd like to thank NatWest, Dell, Three and Royal Mail for joining us in supporting the small business community and helping to bring this free podcast to life.
1: Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down Where we're going you won't need to bring your frown
0: After a short break, which wasn't really a break, it was just a moment off being live, I took time to reflect, plan and look forward and feel completely refreshed. And I'm thrilled to confirm that this extra special edition of our podcast is going to continue every Thursday. SMESOS was started 48 hours after the news of the lockdown. So I'm so happy that it's made such an impact and has been able to support so many and that going to continue to live on, even as we find ourselves, I suppose, slowly taking those first steps into the future beyond lockdown, however that new normal will look. Of course, the past two weeks have been beyond just lockdown as the world reacted to the tragic murder of George Floyd. We've seen people take to the streets and social media to show their support for the Black Lives Matter movement, making it the largest civil rights movement in world History. It's been a time of reflection and learning and I've faced some uncomfortable truths and I want to do and be better myself and within my business. Let me be clear, I know I've got a lot of work to do. I have to start to get comfortable with uncomfortableness and this work has been going on behind the scenes at Holly & Co for a little while now. But right here I spoke with both my guests about the Black Lives Matter campaign and later in the episode I'll be talking to Lauren Curry, OBE. But first, the interview you are about to hear is perhaps one of my most favourite from SMESOS so far, with dear Wilfred, who affectionately has nicknamed me his Chief Tickler, as I cannot compliment or speak highly enough of him. Wilfred Emmanuel Jones is the founder of The Black Farmer, and an incredibly special man. He was born in Jamaica, but moved to Birmingham as a young boy, and Wilfred navigated his early life in poverty and discrimination. But it was a single dream, an unwavering focus, that one day he would own his own farm that has defined Wilfred's life and led him to success. This interview, taken from my Instagram Live with him last week, was actually an hour long and we could have just carried on if it wasn't for Instagram kicking us off after 60 minutes. He just has so much wisdom pouring out of him, from talking about Black Lives Matter to his positive attitude to lockdown and what the future holds for small businesses. This interview was a treat for us all. Hi, Wilfred. Tell me how you have been faring over the last 10 weeks.
2: OK, well, I'm one of those in the shielded group. So mm. I have been very, very cautious, but absolutely loving lockdown. And, Are you? And it's very bizarre, things to say, but I'm loving it because I don't think people have ever had a moment like this in this generation where they have a chance to really pause and say, what do I want out of my life? And I would say to everybody, grab this moment to decide what you want to do with your life. Because the biggest problem that most people have in life is that they're addicted to certainty. Now if you are yes. addicted to certainty, what's happened in the last 12 weeks has just wiped the floor with everything that you may have predicted your future would hold. And what I advocate in a big way and those for us who run our own businesses, those for us are, who are freelancers all know in order to actually get the best out of things is to make a friend of uncertainty one of the things i can't bear at the moment is people say oh we can't wait for things to get back to normal we can't wait for things to get to more normal things will never get back normal and the new normal is beyond our wildest imaginings it's exciting and i love change and um mm-hmm. change is where Great excitement, great opportunities, lay, And I don't know if I'm just um, yakking on... Oh, and, I, on. I love you.
0: I was just going to say to anyone who has not listened to mine and Wilfred's podcast... This is why you have to listen to it because every single time I'm with this gentleman, I, I just get blown away.
2: Holly, this is why I like to do things with you because you don't often have to tickle me to make me feel like <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, what I think is now exciting about this changes is that when you think about it, um, people would sort of what, what I'd call wear the uniform and I would imagine there's a lot of people out there who are doing things, not because they love it, it's because they feel they need to pay the mortgage. How am I going to survive? If that is at the top of your mind, you'll never be free. You're a prisoner of fear. And if they could actually get rid of that fear, it will then open up the world because that is what freelancers have to do. That is what entrepreneurs have to do. They're in control of fear rather than fear being in control of them.
0: Going into business, so this time, how has it affected you and how have you navigated this time in terms of business?
2: Well, for me, I'm lucky because I'm on the right end of the food business. So we're yes. in retail and um, it means that, you know, our sales are very, very good. But what I say is this, is that the moment in life you sort of start, you put your, fo- your foot up and you think, all oh, right, you know, everything is working all right for me, that is the most vulnerable moment in of your life. But this is my prediction. My prediction is that supermarkets, as we know them, will not exist in 10 years' time. Mm. There's no real pleasure in it. So it is now easier for people to have things delivered to their homes. One of the big issues about having things delivered in the past is that most people are in their offices. But if most people now are gonna be working from home, it's a really big opportunity for anybody who is starting at a business and they want to do a direct-to-consumer business. The climate is now right for that. And therefore, the commoditization of the food industry, which we've seen over the last 20 years, where own label is dominated it's all about price it's all about volume that ain't going to be the thing that's going to stimulate people's purchase in, in the future it's going to be about the relationship that people have with the people who produce it
0: i'm just going to pause us for some comments because they're coming through thick and fast sophie holcroft Uh, loving this such wise words kelly jan reed i could listen to wilfred all day i agree with you kelly and a lady emailed today and she said that she's been loving following everything you've been getting up to during isolation baking and soap making to name but two and wondered what's been your favorite
2: um what's been my favorite well I also do candles as well. I've been making candles. and um, This is me. I don't just do things, but I've also got to always create a brand around it. So I thought, oh, what about having candles? And I've called the candles a pause because I think that it, it's really important in our lives to be able to always have... Time when we could take a pause to sort of reflect, because I think that we have um, so much white noise going around us it 's really difficult to sort of center ourselves, and so in a sense that 's my favorite because you know by lighting a candle to give yourself a period of time, I think is really important and it's going to become more so. so
0: many things, Wilfred you 're saying that I echo as well. I was speaking to asthma from um, Darjeeling Express. And she said for the first time in her life, she's actually able to get off the bandwagon of being an entrepreneur, all the meetings everywhere, the diary, everyone asking you to do things. And she's sort of reconnected with asthma.
2: Yeah. The thing that coronavirus has also taught us is that actually we are far more efficient now during lockdown than ever before and if you think about all those bloody boring meetings all of those wasted time in order for people to think to give them something to do in order for them to justify their, their their job title because actually it's people if you if you trust people to get on with it they do a much more efficient job when the psychologists and the historians review this period of time and they look at why for so many decades did we have people traveling for miles to go into a bloody box when it could have all been done from home you just think why didn't we do it sooner so yes a lot of businesses who are spent billions building all these office complexes oh i know they're going to have to rethink about what they're going to do because they are not needed and maybe those things will be converted into homes maybe that's what we're being turned down yeah
0: now i've got another question for you from the thoughtful potter how did you find the strength to overcome the challenges of childhood to build such a successful business
2: well i tell you what's really interesting and um, the most important thing about bringing about change is having the courage to dream you have to have the courage to say right This is what I want. And then to recognize, and I've said it in my podcast, but it's so important that I think it's really important that I say it again here is that anybody can achieve anything that they want in life. Anybody can achieve anything because all they need is two things. And they're two very simple things, but they are vitally important. And the first thing is that they have to have ruthless, ruthless focus. And every successful person, whether they're an athlete, whether they're an entrepreneur, they have the ability to focus on what's important and not get caught up with all the white noise and what is it irrelevance is. And then the second thing, and that is more important than the first thing, is that you need to have passion. Passion defies reason. It defies logic. It doesn't need evidence. You don't need any data in terms of making the decisions. You, you trust your gut, you trust your instinct. The most important thing in life is to find out what is your personal story because mm-hmm. your personal story is what is unique. And if the more people could actually tap into themselves and the unique themselves and then sell that, the more they wouldn't get clouded in when, you know the way that a corporate would do it or the way bigger companies would do it the biggest mistakes that most people make when they're starting off their business they think well i worked in corporate life that's how they do it there that's how i should do it wrong 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 it doesn't work like that and i've been in business long to be able to tell people that over and over again and i'm amazed how many people continuously make that mistake yeah,
0: but it's that thing isn't it and i say to the small business community don't keep looking at big businesses as if they know what they're doing. You know, they they're, they're, they, They've got thousands of people to keep propped up. Yeah. They've got machinery that's so huge in terms of the systems of your company to keep up. You yeah. know, they can't move fast enough or be chameleon-like like we need them to or work off gut instinct. They think you're just a crazy person. Exactly. I've had that first hand experience.
2: Yeah one of the things i think we we've, done, we've got wrong in food in in this country is that the governments have been really lazy and what they've just done is that they've turned to the big boys and said right you lot sort out the food we don't want to get involved in it and what it's done is killed off small industries so for example why is it that one supermarket will have their um, animals reared in in cornwall only to be shipped all the way to scotland to be um to the abattoir that sort of stuff is mad so i believe is that localization localization has to be the watchword of the future when you go to a high street in birmingham or bristol or or or, or lawson there is a difference there not these bloody big multinationals mm. And one of the things about the online community is that you can discover this world of new things. The high street doesn't represent that. That's why they've struggled it's the same there's,
0: there's no there's no ability to be curious on the high street exactly you, you can't be a shopper who wants to discover there's no theater i've no. got a few more comments because obviously they're coming in thick and fast yeah. um uh Arkel marketing i remember seeing you speak at plymouth uni a few years back still as passionate um regal gift wrapping your positivity will uplift the community especially the bame network um but i wanted to ask you for so for anyone who hasn't listened to our conversations of inspiration that you have to go and check it out because also wilfred talks about the incredible journey born in jamaica then you moved to birmingham uh followed your passion became the first black farmer Well, certainly anywhere that you lived had ever seen. Um, Just basically not an easy journey. I wanted to touch on, um, if I may, the sort of political nightmare that's going on in America um, Mm -hmm. and and now spreading throughout the world um, in this already traumatic time, you know, just to add. to to that one of my actions in terms of what i'm going to do and i've already started it's amplifying more black owned small businesses um and i was wondering if you had any recommendations um or any just thoughts that you could share well
2: there's two things i want to share the first thing i'm about to say is going to be really controversial so i want people to really hear me out before they sort of jump down my throat the best thing that has happened to america is donald trump because sometimes in life you have to hit rock bottom before you decide to change and that the american people have no excuse it's like what more madness would they need to have seen and witness before they actually realize this was a real big fuck up come november you know if they don't do what any sane person would realize is the right thing to do what could you say that the country's not ready for a change so that's politically and then in terms of the whole what i call it's the the black awareness as a black guy i mean i'm really excited by that and it's about how can we then make this awareness become more um into, make this awareness into something practical something tangible because you know i think that there are still elements of society where people do not get opportunity because of the, 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 the color of their skin. And what I would like is people of color to be able to achieve things and their color not being um, a, a disadvantage. And one of the things is a, a real passion of mine is that October is Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And in all the schools, they'll be teaching black history, but everywhere else in society, you wouldn't even know that it exists. I think that as a, as a society, to be able to be celebrating black history is a way of us as a society saying, yes, um, people of color has contributed and therefore we will be perceived differently. If you've seen my ad, for example, one of the oh, things... The best ad ever. And that's a that's a black guy celebrating his Englishness. Yes. Just the more mainstream society could see that actually I'm proud to be British and I celebrate my sort of Britishness. What we need to do is that we need the, the, the mainstream, the big corporates, the ones with the power and control to be doing small to, to to help people of color get up that ladder. Somebody who is high up demonstrating that they are doing something personal will do far more in sending a message throughout that business than actually sending everything to, to human resources. So. I say it always comes down to what you personally do. And that's what this new um, awakening has done, is to ask yourself, what is it that you are personally doing? One of the things I used to find really bizarre is that you'd go into, and I won't name these companies, but they're big companies. You go into these big companies, right in the center of London, where it's a big multicultural um, uh, community. And it's like walking into a white haven. Now, Mm. The people who work in those environments must know that it feels odd. Are you, as an individual, saying to, to management, how is this so? So that's what we could all do. And the thing is, to be able to have this conversation without being called chippy, it is like, it's like quite new because normally, as a black person, you know you're always nervous about talking about issues of color because white people is another chippy person there, and so that's that's one of the challenges that black people have always had. I'm hoping that this new awareness will continue for a long time, and it really brings about change.
0: I mean everything that comes out of that incredible man's mouth is pure gold. Honestly, every time I have the pleasure of speaking to Wilfred, he really gives me food for thought, ignites that fire in my belly. And I just want to shout yes, and just crack on. Um, If you actually saw me on the live, I was punching the air as he spoke. If you haven't heard my podcast with him on conversations of inspiration, I really urge you to have a listen. This week, I wanted to reflect back to one of the podcasts that I did earlier in 2019 with the incredibly talented Veronica Dearly, who's an illustrator and designer and well known for perfectly capturing emotions and moods with her clever words and imagery. Despite this interview being recorded a year and a half ago, the way she so brilliantly talks about being political with her brand, I think it's so relevant to today's climate you have this empathy you 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 tap into what the nation might be feeling i remember regramming your post of a heart which said just love and hope this was right after we voted to leave yeah. the eu and i remember everyone being in shock your post tapped into exactly how the community certainly on Instagram you know was feeling and the, what they needed to hear and then you've been quite political with your illustrations I remember your cheese illustration that said <laughs> fromage over farage or your brie main um, <laughs> showing a big slice of brie or the don't put prosecco in peril post <laughs> I mean I saw the Guardian pick this up as well this must have been exciting for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that was kind of a turning point for me when I realised that um, I could use this kind of lighthearted view on things that were obviously very serious that I felt incredibly strongly about. But by do, illustrating them in my silly, non-threatening kind of way, I could really strike a chord with people and I had a lot of people actually say to me, what are you doing? You're losing customers. Um, every now and then somebody would say, I'm unfollowing, you shouldn't be political. And it was at that point where I thought, what is the point in being a business with my name? Veronica Dealey is the name of the business. So it, it's me. So what is the point in having that? And And then being scared to tell people how I feel about things for fear of dividing them. And obviously that's still a tricky area, especially online these days, because you can get so much backlash. And as just a regular human person, it's not nice to <laughs> have horrible, horrible like things sent to you on Twitter and things like that. But that was a real turning point where I realised that my work could kind of deliver these opinions in a way that was relatable and non-threatening and it would kind of help me build an audience of people that were like me and that's exactly what happened I think during that campaign my online following grew like crazy that was the biggest period of growth for me and yeah that's when I realized that the people that I'm talking to like me because I'm like them and that's how I engage with them and and going forward trying to work out things just about my life that everybody else is feeling has been kind of my growth strategy really. You know, what's amazing is that
0: big companies have big marketing teams mm. and they strategize over stuff like this, you know, that we're just chatting about here. And <laughs> you're just like, I would rather have people that love me for my brand than have people who might pick up one of my cards once in a while. I'd rather have that true following of people yeah. who believe in what I believe in um, because they'll not go anywhere. And mm. when you look at marketing metrics and retaining customers or acquiring customers, this is the whole game that everyone's in. And it's interesting to hear how your bravery to be political, yes, lost you some, let's say, followers or customers, but gained you a huge new following and potential customers and revenue in the future. When you think about how the brands of the future Probably gonna to have to step into your court yeah. because everyone has kept well a well away from anything because you are taught you shouldn't divide. Yeah. You want all of the customers and anyone, whether it's one card in 20 years or a loyal customer, it doesn't matter. You want everyone to like you. Yeah. And I, I just think it's such an interesting thing that and gives courage to people. Actually start to stand for things. Each week, NatWest give away that ad break space on conversations of inspiration. And now when small businesses need our support more than ever, they have extended this opportunity across this podcast special. And if that wasn't enough, if you want to win a one-to-one 90-minute mentoring session with me, well, thanks to NatWest, now you can. All you need to do is sign up to the NatWest Business Builder using our code to be in with a chance. The Business Builder is an entire Free e learning site packed full of information and advice covering everything from well being to finance. Head to NatWestBusinessHub.com forward slash Holly Tucker to find out more details. Now over to this week's brilliant independent ad break winner.
3: I'm Jane and I'd like to tell you about Thank the NHS. It's a not for profit, moneyless initiative. Its sole aim to say a great big thank you to NHS staff of all levels. How it'll work. One, we're asking businesses small and large if they're able to pledge a gift or experience. Two, once the pledges have been gathered, NHS staff will be able to freely register or nominate a colleague for any of the pledges listed. Three, one person will be randomly selected to win the pledge. Four, the pledger and the winner will be put in touch with each other. We hope for a large variety of gifts, small or large, to appeal to NHS staff of all ages and interests. Each pledge will have its own page where you can list information and links to your business, so it offers a great free opportunity to promote your own business too. The idea is that from kindness and generosity, we create a great big collective thank you from us to them. All the information, including how to pledge, can be found at thankthenhs.co.uk. Thank you.
0: Or spoken to Lauren before and there's something a little odd about seeing someone live on camera for the first time and just jumping straight into an interview. But 10 weeks in, I think I'm starting to get used to it. Lauren's primary mission in life is to empower women to understand and harness the power of their own voices. The CEO of Stride, a leadership development app and founder of Upfront, an online course designed to empower women to use their voices confidently, as well as a trustee for Pregnant Then Screwed and the Design Council, Lauren has many strings to her bow, but all with this one mission in mind. We covered so many topics from raising money as a woman to why women cite a lack of confidence as holding them back. Hi, <laughs> hi. How are you? Hi, Holly. I'm well. Thank you. um going back to your mission of supporting women, I'd love you to tell us about what made you actually follow this path? Why was this your calling? Mm.
4: So I think the red thread is that I started my first business when I was twenty three and experienced a lot of hurdles, yes. like a lot of barriers and when i think about what those barriers looked and felt like and that's me with my whiteness my privilege my education my support network that was what led to me understanding intersectional feminism and understanding how those barriers are even more difficult for black women for people of color for women who aren't straight Um, and that's what's led me to the path that i'm on now of what how can i help all women understand that they have more power than they think they have and then know what to do with that power.
0: Um, we have many female founders listening. Um, what are the main issues that you would say hold women back and sort of the key pieces of advice that you would give to those issues? The first
4: one is there is a, a deep lack of awareness and lack of knowledge around Where these problems come from and what that means is that a lot of women either blame themselves or often blame other women for these problems and actually the root of the problems comes from the patriarchy it comes from the fact that we since we have been children those of us who have grown up as women have grown up in a world that it was not designed with us in mind So we don't fit the mould of entrepreneur. We don't fit the mould of success. We don't fit the mould of team leader. And when you don't fit the mould, everything's harder. I think the second thing is our government's relationship and support for carers. So, you know, whether that's caring for a child, caring for an elderly parent, caring for your spouse, you know, we know that there's 7 million carers in the UK right now, unpaid unsung heroes you know to use a phrase that's been bandied Mm. about lately and the lack of support you know our our, our world of work is not built Mm. to enable people to care and therefore that burden falls on women and that is a huge huge barrier for lots of progress in lots of different directions and then i think the third thing which is where my business up front focuses on is is the narrative that we are told and the narrative that we reinforce within our own heads about about confidence and about success and about progress and most of us and i know i didn't until very recently didn't understand that those things happen as a result of your environment they don't happen because you're a bit rubbish or you're a bit weak or you're not smart enough those things happen because you respond to what you what you see on the TV every day, what you hear on the radio, what you see in magazines. And we become a product of that. And that's that's really hard to unlearn. Um, and it will take me my lifetime to unlearn it all. And that's why I'm on a mission to help other women
0: unlearn it faster. We have one life, don't we, on this planet? And it is all about Trying to, as you said, break down the barriers that we can break down. I've got a few comments. Um, at Kelly um, Jan Reed, I work in the events industry, and as you can imagine, things are not looking rosy. How mm-hmm. can I pick myself back up after this week? Mm. You're definitely not alone. You know there are hundreds, if not
4: millions, of of women in this in that same circumstance, and I say that not to take away from your pain and difficulty but to remind you that you're not alone in this Mm. you know and to remind you that that we can't expect ourselves to be to be productive and to be on the way that we used to be because our environment has completely changed so I think that's about being you know being really kind to yourself figure out where you can get your inspiration and motivation from you know I think Holly that's something that you're Brilliant at it's like find find women who share stories and words that lift you and mm. it's like you know, go for a bath in those words, like marinate in those stories and those and those whether it's poems or insta lives or whatever you need to do to to kind of light that fire on you again and you know realize that it'll take time and that you're not alone. Um, what advice
0: would you have for small businesses who are struggling right now, maybe feeling a bit lost? a bit powerless a bit burnt out because Lauren, when this all started everyone didn't know whether they should sell their products or not everyone mm-hmm. didn't know whether they should uh, advertise themselves or do all these sorts of things um tell me about that confidence on what can people do now to build that confidence that might have been lost during covid yeah so i think the piece about selling is so
4: is so so spot on and i think how you do that is approach it from a place of the more honest and transparent you can be with your customers all that does is increases your your visibility increases your credibility and people will trust you you need trust for sales to happen you need trust Mm -hmm. for people to want to engage with your business and the other thing i would say is like I can I see a lot of these, you know, come to my webinar and learn how to pivot and learn how to transform your entire business online. And, you know, I get the like urgency of like, oh my God, we need to do something really quick. But I think part of that is to just pause and reconnect with what do your customers expect from you? What are you known for? Yes. What are you brilliant at? And lean into that. Like now is not the time to reveal the new fancy idea that you had two weeks ago now is the time to really focus on the stuff that you know the stuff that you know inside out that your customers trust you with and i think for the confidence part again it's accepting that it's okay to feel like your confidence is a bit low right now you know we are in a global pandemic Mm -hmm. things are very hard ask for help you'll be amazed at how
0: happy people would be to help you so don't do it alone great advice and something um i wanted to touch on if you have your own brand as your own instagram so you and your brand are as one and we're going through a lot of political topical issues um for example speaking out on racism or talking about what's happening in america right now and Mm -hmm. i know a little bit like a little bit like selling your own products Women, I find, tend to shy away, um, feel less confident. Mm-hmm. And I, I would love to hear what your point of view is on all of that. Yes, I, have, I think lots of things about
4: that question. So thank you for, for asking it because I think it's really important. And it goes back to the first thing of, for women listening, thinking, oh, yeah, that is me. I'm a bit scared of this. Yeah. It's not your fault that you feel scared of it like 99% of the people who have spoken about these things, whether on TV or around your dinner table when you were growing up, were probably people who don't look and sound like you. So that's why it feels uncomfortable. And, you know, my stance on on this topic is that all everything is political. Periods are political, pregnancy is political, and businesses mm-hmm. are political. If you make an active choice to to be in business and to, you know, have a community and have a brand and not engage with that, that choice is a political choice.
0: Hmm.
4: And my my perspective on that is if you choose not to engage and you choose not to say something in doing so, you are
0: taking the side of the oppressor. And I I couldn't agree with you more. A couple of things I would say to that, though, is I know that uh, whether people mention it or not, a lot of people will be worried about saying the wrong thing and then having the backlash, which can sometimes be very scary for those who maybe weren't, you know, it's not that Mm -hmm. character, but they're going to take your advice. They're going Mm -hmm. to not be silent. What What would you say to those who venture into this world Mm -hmm. because they don't agree with it and yet it can be sometimes incredibly um scary with what might come back. Yeah
4: and I'm a hundred percent so glad you asked it because I know lots of people will be thinking it and I think it and I'm very safe in my in my whiteness and my support network and and you know all the other forms of privilege that I I live with. So I think what I would say to you is if you are, if you are having that worry, you are doing something right. Like the, I almost see right now, like discomfort is a barometer for, you're going in the right direction. Okay,
0: that's a great point.
4: And again, realize that you are not alone. So this is a time to band with, you know, Holly and I, we've just said that we are also in this journey, figuring this out, talk to us, talk to other people who are talking about this stuff publicly. But there are lots and lots of resources and books and stuff on the internet that can, that can help you through that process. And then the, the most important thing, I think, is those things are tiny drops in an ocean compared to the risk and the fear that black people live with every single day, every time their son goes for a jog, every time they see a police car drive past them. So the way I see it is as a white person, if I am taking a risk that, you know, might affect my bottom line and might lose me friends and might lose me customers,
0: it's the least I can do. I really reflected on Lauren's words about the feeling of discomfort being a good indicator that you are going in the right direction. But it's important for us all to channel that energy into listening, learning, amplifying and acting. Support Black-owned small businesses. Follow Black artists on Instagram. Read up on how you can be anti-racist rather than just not racist. Educate your children on privilege. It's everyone's responsibility to be the change and build a better world. Every week, I get the most glorious letters, packages of love and joy, and messages and emails all shared with me. And so I was keen to share some of those words with you all. Last month, I received a voice note in my DMs, and it blew me away. I remember the team were about eight weeks into an intense working period, and we were all feeling incredibly happy and proud, but depleted. And then this message came in. You all really are the wind beneath my wings and hearing the impact you are making on the world is the fuel which drives us forward.
5: Hello, Holly. Um, I just wanted to send you a message. Um, I've been listening to your podcasts for some time now and I just wanted to let you know how much they've inspired me. I absolutely love them and I'll always remember... The point when I was at work and I was sat doing a just a, a quite a boring admin task, which I was quite glad to be doing on my own in a room. And I was playing your podcast and I was so inspired. I was sat thinking, I hate this job. I don't want to be doing this. I want to be selling soap, which I've been making, um, and rather lather. UK has been running now for probably two years but properly um, in the the last few months and through COVID-19 I've been donating 20% to Leeds Cares um, which is a charity that 100% of the funds go to um, the Leeds teaching hospitals so yeah and it's you've inspired me absolutely inspired me to pack in my day job.
0: Lindsay, you're on the most phenomenal journey. You have all the elements you need to make your brand a success. And you have the most brilliant brand name. To hear that you are soaking up all the wisdom that these incredible founders are sharing is just everything that I could have hoped for and more. And everyone, please go and check out Rather Lather. I bought some of her soap and totally love it. I know so many of us are facing some incredibly difficult decisions, and I've spoken to some who now find themselves as the main breadwinners and others whose existing career looks uncertain. I just want to take the opportunity to urge you to keep going. As Wilfred said at the start of his podcast, perseverance and resilience are what sets you apart as an entrepreneur, and these traits are the key to success and survival. I'm here by your side. Remember that. I'm cheering you on. In other news, on Monday's episode of Conversations of Inspiration, we have a brilliant guest who had me howling with laughter, the amazing queen of beauty, Caroline Hirons. And then on Thursday, with our SME SOS special, we will have Mark Constantine, the founder of Lush, and Roger Wade, the founder of Box Park, all brilliant guests with these golden nuggets and insights and inspiration. Finally, before you go, can I ask you a favour? Conversations of Inspiration is a complete labour of love and I do need your help to keep everyone not only aware of it, but to help spread the word. If this podcast has helped you, might you help someone else by rating and reviewing this podcast? basically when you do it becomes more visible to others and in turn will help so many other small businesses and founders i totally and utterly would appreciate it for now though thank you and i'm wishing you all a wonderful rest of the week i'd like to take this opportunity again to say thank you to NatWest, dell 3 and royal mail for helping us to bring this free podcast special to life And finally, thank you to you, because you're the wind beneath my wings, and I want to wish you, your families, and your business all the very best. Stay safe, and I'm sending you all so much love.
1: Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down. Where we're going, you won't need to bring your frown find that all the things that I have said will come to when you are lying in your bed. And if you want your friends to come,